0: What's your go-to credit card, the one that you use most often? Is it the best one as far as rewards, giving you money back? Which credit card tops the list? It's 7 Figures. I'm Sandy Waters. 7 Figures is presented by Family First Credit Union, local financial products and services designed with you in mind to help you and your family save and spend smarter. Okay, share time. Which card do you use the most? I have the, um, the Disney Rewards card. Yes, we are that family. We go to Disney every year. We don't wear the matching shirts. Not yet. But my husband loves Disney, and I feel like this is his way to get me to commit to the trip every year with our Disney rewards card. Last year, I mean, it paid off $800 we were able to apply to the trip. That's pretty nice. And I didn't really have to do much for it. But is there a card, a better card out there where I could have gotten even more money? Do you have the best card? This week, we cash in with our expert, Charles Barkowski, founder of RunningWithMiles.com. Now, Charles is an avid runner who travels a lot to participate in marathons around the world. And over the years, he's mastered how to travel affordably, getting the best deals on things. Charles, thank you so much for joining the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's good to be here.
0: So you're calling us from the country of Greece right now, but you grew up in Rochester.
1: Yes actually in the ton of Greece, So,
0: What got you started and passionate about saving money, especially when it comes to finding that right credit card and manipulating the rewards cash back?
1: I, I absolutely hate paying retail price for anything. So it was always just kind of like a, a, a challenge to find how I could, if there's something I was looking at, how I could really chop down that price from retail and be able to get it within what I was willing to pay. So And To this day, that's kind of still how I am. I'll do whatever I can to not pay what the price is.
0: And that's why we do this podcast. See, we're hanging out with like-minded people. It hurts when you have to pay full price.
1: (laughs) Yes, for sure.
0: Just a few weeks ago on the podcast, we had Consumer Credit Counseling Services on, uh, helping us get out of debt. And during the time when you're trying to climb out of debt, you're supposed to eliminate any additional and new credit cards. Once you get back on your feet now, um, and you're entertaining the idea of which credit card, which one is truly going to benefit us when it comes to saving us money.
1: A lot of it would depend on the type of spending you do. There's one particular card that Chase Taffer Preferred, that comes with the $95 annual fee, but the, for the first year it's waived, and you actually get 50,000 points for meeting a certain spending threshold as a bonus.
0: For me, it sounds like, okay, this is a scam. Why should I have to pay to have this card
1: well uh, to be honest a lot of the good cards actually come first year fee waived because they really want to get you in as a customer so that you would be able to see the benefits of the card and a lot of people do wonder how is this a scam how are yeah. giving me money right the truth is they the bank is making a percent percent and a half off every time you use that card from the retailer okay so when you swipe that card at a store they're getting paid from the retailer. So they set a spending threshold of maybe $2,000 or $4,000 that you have to spend in the first 90 days to get that free money. So every time you do that, spend with that card, the, the issuer is getting a little bit of money back, and they're hoping they are going to lose money on you for sure if you just open it and close the card. But they're hoping that they can entice you enough with the rewards as you go forward that you'll keep that card, and then the second year, pay the annual fee. And that's the nice thing is that you get to kind of experiment for the first year. And if it's not worth it for you, you can always cancel it before the second year and not have to pay any annual fee.
0: I don't know. I'm still trying to justify in my head the annual fee.
1: It, again, it comes down to what kind of spending a person does. If they, if they are spending in certain categories like uh, shopping at grocery stores or gas stations or using their cell phones, paying for cable, paying for... Uh, telephone lines, do, doing many of the things that most people pay for every month, they can actually get 2 3 or even 5% back on those transactions, which are mostly normal transactions, and it can come back in the form of cash back points, which would give greater value when they are redeemed anyway. So it all depends about how someone is going to use, how they're going to spend with a card. If, if an example that Chase Sapphire Preferred It comes with something called primary rental insurance. So if you rent a car, it will actually be your primary insurance. So if some accident happens, it doesn't go to your own uh, car insurance company. That could save you more money long-term that it's not being reported to your car insurance company.
0: You can use a credit card to build up credit and maybe possibly take advantage of these cashback rewards and uh, reward points, but don't charge just to get these benefits only charge what you can afford
1: absolutely because these premium cards actually do they are not like some of the cheaper cards where the interest rates might be lower or they'll offer you maybe interest free for a period of time they are going to have between maybe 15 and 25 percent interest so 25 percent interest yeah
0: uh, yeah, uh, yeah this is the card you I will normally, pay off every month
1: <laughs> yes i normally tell people if they are first if they're dipping their toes in the credit card area, do like they would with cash, except when they make their purchase, they take a receipt and take the cash then and stick it in an envelope, and then they have that every month to pay from for the bill. But if they are comfortable trying this out, at the very minimum, there's a no-fee card that will give you a percent-and-a-half cash back on every single purchase. So at, if you use cash or a debit card, you're really missing out on at least a percent-and-a-half of cash back on everything you buy.
0: I want to know, and I think we all want to know, since you're the frugal guy, you're the guy who does not want to pay face value for anything, and you're always looking for a good deal because you want to keep the most amount of money, your hard-earned cash in your wallet. What cards do you have in your wallet? Which ones do you prefer after all the research that you've been doing?
1: And how many?
0: How many cards do you have?
1: I have between 25 and 30 open cards.
0: Do you really? Um, okay, so now when we were yeah. talking with Consumer Credit Counseling Services, they say that might that might be a little dangerous to your credit score when you have all this open lines of credit. Do you feel like it's impacted you in any way?
1: What, what happens a lot of times with credit scores, you do apply for a card. You do get a little couple point hit on your score because it's what's called the hard the hard inquiry where they pull your, the, your credit to see how they you are as a customer. But then for the card, they're going to give you a line of credit, which increases your overall line of credit, which helps with your credit utilization ratio, which is a big factor for your credit score. So actually, the higher your points are altogether and the lower your utilization is, the better off it looks with your credit score. So. You take like a two, three-point hit when you apply, but then if you are approved and as you use it in a a responsible way, it actually can really help improve your credit score. So I I know many people like myself that the credit scores are anywhere, depending upon things like owning a home and things like that, they range from anywhere from 750 to 820 Um, doing this 20, 30, 40 cards.
0: Wow. How do you keep them all straight?
1: <laughs> so it's good with the organization system. It's because you're missing a payment. Uh, yes, you're going to get the late payment fee, but you're also going to, it's going to be reported to the credit bureaus, especially if you're missing, say, two row. it's really bad. And you're going to take a huge hit. So not only do you want to be paying everything off, but you also want to make sure that uh, like I had one mistake years ago that really Hurts me to this day. Where I forgot a card that had an annual fee.
0: Oh my gosh! And
1: I had stopped using the card, so it went, I think thirty days uh, <gasps> over. And they, the credit credit card companies want to keep you as a customer, and they will work with you sometimes. So they wiped out the fees, but the damage was done to my credit report because it had gotten reported that I was late on it.
0: How so, long does it take to recover from that when you when you accidentally make a a mistake like that? A,
1: it could take two to seven years. Oh gosh. So it's, uh, it's best to set reminders for yourself. If you are having cards with annual fees, or maybe one time there happens to be an additional fee of some kind you forget about and you, you're just paying it off. So that's why it's good to set those cards to do auto pay. That way it's, if you do forget sometimes, it takes care of it for you.
0: Well, now I can't even ask you what cards do you have in your wallet because you have 26 of them. Uh, well, but what uh, are your what are your favorite go-tos then, I guess, for people like me who feel um, a little nervous to have too many credit cards in my wallet?
1: The Chase Freedom Unlimited is a fantastic card. That's the one that does the percent, the percent and a half cash back. And it has a sister card, which is just the plain Chase Freedom, which has rotating categories every quarter where it will give you 5% cash back. And those categories include things like dining, includes things like uh, grocery stores, gas stations, Starbucks, Amazon. Uh, there's there's a one promotion period where they had 10% cash back on Amazon. And so that is 1% everywhere and then 5% with these quarterly categories. And that's also annual fee free. So those two cards together could be some great cards to start out with. And, and gets you used to switching it up a little bit as you see what, what categories are shifting.
0: Is it hard to keep track? What time of year it, it increases and?
1: Fortunately, they will send emails out and say, you know, activate for your cash back for this period. This is what is on. This is what's on the calendar for now. And so it is a cap at that point um, of seventy five dollars cash back on the five percent. But it's still uh, it's still something. It's seventy five dollars cash back on what you're already spending. So it's. it can definitely be uh, beneficial.
0: Okay, how about those airline cards? You know, I feel like they do it more frequently now when you fly, when you travel. At the end of your flight, they'll announce their credit card, pass the form out. Is it even worth entertaining the idea? And which ones?
1: It absolutely is. The only thing to keep in mind, well, one of the major things to keep in mind with them is you don't want to apply on the airplane.
0: Oh, you don't
1: No, for most of the, most of the offers you'll hear are actually inferior offers to what you can get online Uh, because they want it that you're there. They're on their plane. So they say, here's, I've heard offers for 30,000 miles, which they'll say that's enough for a round trip ticket in the U S everybody's like, wow, this is great. Free travel. Yeah. But if you go online, you could actually get one for 50,000 miles, which is good for two free round tickets in the U S. So it's, good to familiarize yourself with what the card is and then go check it out on the computer later. I know when the same thing happens in airports, all the time I would see advertisements and I know that they are so much lower than what's offered online. So there are, it depends if what your travel plans are because uh, each card offers little tiny perks within the airline. But the Chase United Mileage Plus Explorer is currently at 70,000 miles for some Targeted accounts and 50,000 miles for everybody else, which is really a strong offer. Annual fees is waived for the first year. You get free ba- a free bag when you book your ticket with your card. You get things like increased award availability when you search with the account that card is tied to, which can be huge and has saved me a lot. Um, Southwest is one of my all-time favorites because they give right now 60,000 points, which equates to about $900 in free travel. And See, when
0: I hear that, I think, yeah, right. There's going to be limitations to that. It's going to be trips that I can't really take advantage of.
1: With United American and Delta, it is uh, an award chart, and they have award availability in a certain picture, like a whole bunch of buckets. And that award bucket, it gets kind of small sometimes as far as what's available. So but Southwest, you get it's a, a revenue program, so they it's worth about one and a half cents per point. And sometimes you can get two point three cents, depending. But you see a price for X amount of dollars, you know for sure that the point is gonna be this many points because it's one and a half of that. So it's uh, you can buy any seat on the airplane with those points. And they have this fantastic program called the Companion Pass. So you get to designate somebody that gets to fly free with you for a whole year and sometimes even the whole next year, which is, even, that's fantastic. And you can actually get there just with opening up two of their credit cards.
0: So with the, no South, with the Southwest though, are you just committed to Southwest flights?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. So if, if you are a domestic traveler or like to go through the Caribbean, Mexico, Southwest almost cannot be beat because they run regular fare sales and they give you your two free bags to check in, which is better than any other airline. So, um, But if you want to go international, it depends upon the country and city you're going to and what airport. Like I know Rochester is uh, uh, has regional carriers that service with United, Delta, and American. So pretty much you could choose any one of those and mileage requirement of 60,000 miles round trip from the U.S. to Europe and economy. But given how a lot of credit card programs have evolved you're still sometimes better off getting like something like the chase sapphire preferred which has 50,000 points because you could transfer those over to united or you could take it as cash back or you could use it to purchase travel so they're very flexible so i would actually tell somebody to avoid an airline card unless it's an offer that you can't refuse and go with one of the more flexible point programs like american Mm -hmm. express membership rewards or chase and their ultimate rewards program.
0: Do you make out better taking the cash and using it to pay for the airline ticket or taking the miles?
1: Well, just, it depends on your travel habits. Like if you would want to fly in a premium cabin, like business or first class, you're almost definitely better getting the miles. If you like flying economy, you, you find that, which is a fantastic value. Uh, A few months ago, they had, they had tickets for $440 from Rochester to pretty much any place in Europe, round trip. And you would have had to pay 60,000 miles and maybe $40, dollars in taxes and fees for that same ticket. So you're much better taking the cash back and buying that with cash or using your bank points as travel points because that can actually give you even maybe like 1.2 cents, 1.25 cents per point, even up to 1.5 cents per point. So 50,000 points could be $500 in your pocket. 50,000 airline miles or as much as $750 to use towards travel. So the flexibility is really key.
0: If you have all these credit cards and if somebody, when they heard you say how many credit cards you have, they feel confident that they could also be able to successfully juggle all these cards. How can you possibly spend that much money to gain the reward benefit from each one?
1: Well, it's it's uh, a lot of it comes with each card has to offer some type of Uh, persistent value add besides the point earning to really keep customers. Like uh, I have one, I have a Hilton car that I keep that I rarely use, but it gives me Hilton Elite Gold status, which is their middle tier. And that gives you things like free breakfast at Hilton Hotel. So it also can give me an occasional room upgrade and a little bit later checkout and some more, you know, you're not just somebody coming in the hotel, you're an elite member. And so they might be able to help you out a little bit. So that, for me, that card is a $75 annual fee. But I would travel enough and stay in enough Hilton's that I'm making that back many times more in just something as simple as the breakfast. So I don't care about the earnings so much in that one. But then even with the earnings, if I refer to a friend and say, hey, this card has a 100,000 points right now, are you interested? That's like, oh, that's great. That's a bunch of free nights. They sign up, and I send them my link to sign up, and then I, they, the bank gives me 20,000 points for helping get another member. So now I'm actually getting more points without ever, ever spending on that card. So okay. there's a lot more to it than just spending with the card.
0: If you are a person that does not travel a lot, what is the best card for that individual? And then if you are a person that travels a lot?
1: I would say the Chase F I Preferred actually for both because for the oh. first year you pay no annual fee and you do have to spend $4,000 on the card in 90 days. So if that's within your spending ability, then uh, that's a fantastic card because you're going to get $500 cash back or you can take it as gift cards. And, and like if you want $500 in Amazon gift cards or... Uh, dining gift cards, or you can use it to equal $625 in travel. You want to use the points for travel, or you can move it to Southwest or United or Hyatt Hotels, IHG Hotels, even international islands like Singapore, which give you better award charts. All of those things just from that one card in the reward system. So that's like a for no annual fee first year, that's a fantastic card.
0: Okay. And that was which card again? The Chase?
1: Sapphire Preferred.
0: Okay. Sapphire preferred.
1: That's the card I typically tell people is a great first time card also, because if they're able to handle that initial spending for the bonus, because all these companies have started getting a lot smarter about people like me who apply for a card and get the points and then maybe do it again the next year. Or some people might do the same card every three months. So now Chase has like an internal rule that if you have, received 5 cards from any bank in the last 24 months, you're not going to be able to get this card. Okay. So at one point I had 19 new cards in 24 months. Oh my. So Chase says, you know what? We don't want to give you any new <laughs> any new rewards. So why don't you let that calm down a little and then we'll issue it again. <laughs> so if you're just starting out, it's a great time to get that card before you maybe have to think to apply for anything else cuz uh it does really ha- have a lot to offer.
0: And what if you don't hit that four thousand dollar mark of spending within the first three months?
1: Uh, airline credit cards and uh, hotel credit cards typically have lower uh, spending thresholds, something like maybe one thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars in three months. So that could be an option. And then back to the uh, Chase Freedom Unlimited. Uh, that that would only require, but uh, so it's. Five hundred dollars in three months,
0: but if you get the Chase Sapphire Preferred, you just don't get those points.
1: You don't get the big fifty thousand point bonus. Okay,
0: you're not penalized in any other
1: way. Oh no, no, no! It's just uh, you've signed up for a premium card with the offer of getting a big point bonus, and you miss out on that. So it's kind of now. A lot of it is I've recommended some people too who they're able to spend, but they don't. They they say, "Well, I don't spend thirteen hundred and thirty three dollars in a month." on anything okay but maybe think about all right i've got a strict budget of what i spend maybe buy your gas cards buy gift cards for your gas station for the next four months or maybe your grocery store gift cards as long as you're able to pay that you just don't want to overspend what you normally spend just buy just basically prepay your groceries and your gas or even things like uh if your utility company allows overpayment pay for the next bill so things like that can work out very well, too. There's another there's another card, uh, a newer kind of player in this premium card space or the higher premium card space from U.S. Bank that uh, their annual fee is uh, $400. And wow, see, that sounds like of, so
0: much to me. I don't know if I want to yeah, part with $400. It,
1: it comes with stuff like uh, initially a $300 travel credit. Um, so if you are going to be, say, you are paying for a hotel, a rental car, or you have airline tickets to purchase coming up, you could look at it as, okay, I'm going to trade what I was going to pay for that to put on this annual fee because I'm going to get a ton of points with it also. But they actually allow you to use the points to pay the annual fee. If you don't want to pay that annual fee. You can go ahead and just use the points and wipe out the annual fee and then still use the rest of the card's perks.
0: And that's the only there's, card that does that, though?
1: There's a few different uh, card programs that will allow you to use some points to offset that I mean again you can do that with even chase cards because that cash back can go right on your statement credit then there's another little tidbit which can help with annual fees and that's the banks really don't want to lose you especially if you've been using their card quite regularly so end of the year comes up you give them a call and say hey you know I like your card but the annual fee is really going to be the thing that tips me over here I, I I don't know if I want to keep it I have other cards I can use and each bank will look at your spending and they might offer you something to keep the card, whether it comes in the form of points or even, okay, they can't refund the fee, but they can give you a statement credit. So the Chase Sapphire Preferred, they typically won't do it with that. But with one of their business cards, the, uh, a Chase Inc., they would say, okay, the annual fee is 95 What if we gave you $100 statement credit to keep the card? Would you do that? Of course. <laughs> do you
0: call twenty six credit card companies every year to no, me? <laughs> no, I, I,
1: I know a lot of people that will do that with every card every year. It
0: sounds like a little um, a little unnecessary, but it works. For example, I called my alarm company because my sister had just put in a new alarm system and her bill was significantly less than mine a month. Now, I had my alarm company for years, five plus years. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I call my company. I'm like, listen, I got to change because my sister and I explained. And they said, oh, no, no, no. Let's cut the bill. You could call every year. They shaved it down in half. So here I am spending all this money, all these years, never even thinking that maybe if you do call them and just say, hey, can you help me out? They would be more than willing to do so.
1: It's, it's a competitive market right now. Yeah.
0: Okay, biggest mistake you see a lot of people make.
1: I see people at Best Buy, for example, and I've, I've seen this a lot, paying for a $3,000 TV with cash. It's like, uh I mean, there's so many cards that would actually give you another year warranty on the TV. There's cards that will give you 90-day price protection, which with electronics, the prices drop. And uh. if it drops within 90 days, you get a refund from your credit card company for the difference. Exploring the offers and the perks and the features of each card can really help save you a lot of money more than just what that you see advertised on the the bank website.
0: Okay. But you got to be diligent and you got to have that money in the bank ready to pay off that card. That is key. Okay. Charles Barkowski, runningwithmiles.com. What is the ROI, the return on investment, the big takeaway from today?
1: There is a lot of value to be had with, just the spending that people do every single day and at the very minimum they can get a percent and a half back and because I use mine for travel I've, I've gotten hundreds of thousands of dollars in benefit back from points for spending and just using that card for purchases all the
0: time. How to take advantage of a deal when a deal is to be had, Running with miles.com. Charles, thank you so much for taking time to uh, talk with us, your friends from Rochester.
1: Thanks so much. It's great talking with you as well,
0: Sandy. Next week, the psychology of money. We cash in with our expert attorney, Lisa Powers, who is also a money and business coach. She's going to give us the money personality test next week on Seven Figures, presented by Family First Credit Union. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you subscribing on iTunes and Google Play and checking out the podcast on RochesterBuzz.com. If there's ever any money topics that you want us to discuss and do a little research on, just reach out to me at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. Talk to you next week.